Hey, this is Burke. And due to the nature of this podcast, there might be depictions of graphic violence or harsh language. So, listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. And so today's episode, we're going to talk about having DMPCs, and we're also going to talk about player-driven NPCs in this episode. I'll start with, you should try to avoid having DMPCs. But from time to time, they are a necessity to have in a game, especially if you're trying to fill out a smaller group. They can kind of fill the role of a quest giver that's also traveling along with them for part of it too. The goal with these characters, these NPCs that you might be driving more like a player character, is that they need to not upstart your group. Now, don't get me wrong, there is a time and place to have these in the group. You shouldn't have a DMPC with the group at all times though. And to be real honest, it could just be like a regular NPC most of the time, maybe a help in combat every now and then. But the idea with a DMPC is to help round out your party, especially if you're going into a more difficult encounter type area. Also, this NPC is also going to help bridge certain story gaps that the party may not be seeing. Maybe they are more history buff, so they can pass the history checks and be able to tell a more narrative story. Maybe they're a survivalist and are going to help them make it through their way through the jungle, as well as keeping the party fed. They can also fill the role of a reliable companion, like more or less a camp follower. Maybe they run the chuck wagon for your group. Yes, and they're capable in combat when they need to fill in for, let's say, a lighter session. Let's put it this way. If Lord of the Rings was a tabletop role-playing game that you were seeing, like a campaign, Gandalf was probably the DMPC. We don't want to be like Gandalf. We don't want him upstarting the group. We want the version of Gandalf that is helping guide the party when times are tough and when you don't have as many people, but we don't want Gandalf to always have the out or the solution for your players. We want the players to come up with that. So I went over some of the pros. Let's talk about the cons, because this definitely has cons. And I touched on to that. Stealing spotlight from your players is not cool. I get it, you're wanting to be a part of the game, and this is kind of your way of helping round out your party. You should avoid running a DMPC that is stealing the show. Our goal with a DMPC or an NPC that is actually formidable in combat or is filling a role to help the group get it anywhere. We want them to fill that role, but we don't want to upstart the players. Another con, and it might not be as noticeable, is it splits your focus. It splits your focus from running the game and also playing the game. Another con to this is it could be a lack of surprise. If you have players like mine who can raid situations, have a good handle on who you are and have known you for a while, it comes down to lack of surprise because they can predict how you're acting with this character and they can kind of figure out what's going on, especially with your campaign. And one of the last things is you need to make sure you're not making biased decisions. A character like this is easy to have a bunch of biased decisions. Let's say you're trying to be a more narrative character, but your party wants to fight. And you're like, whoa, whoa, hold on, let me talk this way through, but the party wants to fight. You're conflicting with what the party actually wants to do instead of just following along with them like an NPC should. Now, an NPC, I'm not saying should stay quiet with this. They should give up their their notice. But since it's being run by a DM, the players might go, well, maybe the DM knows something that I don't know. Ideally, we want to avoid things like this. I roll at NPCs a lot with my groups. And my players tend to have a, an accumulation of followers. 
they just this is how they play and sometimes they go out on adventures with them i do my best to play characters that either stick to themselves or are there for mainly for comic relief or just the social aspect and one of the things that i do especially if they are traveling with the party i don't level them up as much as the party i'm confident on saying this and if my players are listening you can listen through this they had a party member named rock rock we talked about Rock Rock a couple times on the show. Rock Rock was multiple levels below the party. He was more of a social character. He was their connection to the kobolds that they were adventuring with. But did he ever upstage them in combat? Never. Never once. And that was intentional. In my first campaign, I ran a character named Lydia. Lydia, who was only there for a narrative reason. Because she was an alchemist that could cure the disease that was causing this plague. Lydia almost died on the way to disease's source, and the party begrudgingly kept her alive, at least one of the party members. But for the most part, Lydia was just there to be a social aspect as well as a for the, the alchemy part. After they were done, Lydia was more of a hindrance actually when it came to combat because the mobs would actually go after Lydia especially after she was inflicted with poison. Okay, let's talk about the one thing which I'm sure at the start of this, you guys went, wait, wait, player-driven NPCs? Really? And I get it. It might be a little weird for some people to think about this. As long as they're not selling anything, it's fine. Or if they're selling things to just NPCs and not to your players, then it's fine. If they are the owner of a magic store and they're giving your players massive discounts, that's probably not a great character for you to allow your players to run. But... To have your players run, let's say they're followers. Let's say you have a paladin in the group and they have a squire. It's okay for the paladins, the player, to run also the squire. Let's say this is a continuation on a different campaign you've already run. Let's say the world is the same, the characters are the same, and let's say the party's previous characters are still alive and are functioning in this world. And let's say your players run into these characters. In my experience, I've let my players run their original characters, even though they're NPCs. I mean, who has a better thought of who they are as people than the people who have run them? Now, I've also heard with smaller groups, sometimes they allow players to run multiple characters. Like let's say everybody runs two characters instead of just one. That's okay, this kind of fits that mold too. I once had a campaign that ran into this situation and my players, playing their old characters, recruited the newer characters and began this major campaign thread with everybody. And finally coming down to the final boss, since it was such a difficult encounter, I let the players pick who they were bringing. Honestly, it's probably one of my more successful campaigns I've ever run. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's talk about the pros and cons of having player-driven NPCs. The first pro, it increases the player agency in your world. They definitely are more invested in your game world, especially when they have a stake in it with multiple sources. And they also feel a little bit more involved with your world building process when you are collaborating with the DM, especially when you are like involved in shaping, well, basically the narrative of your campaign. And unlike a DMPC, a player-driven NPC is unpredictable. And it can also surprise the DM, which is also good and a bad thing. But for the most part, it's okay for us to get surprised. Hell, there's not a game I run where I'm not surprised on the actions of players. And I'm sure Jin, my DM, would say the same. It also adds an emotional investment for your players because they also get attached to these other characters. Now, they can get attached to your regular PCs just fine. That's so how it is. 
like my players loved rock rock but they're also going to like their characters probably more than yours it also adds plot hooks for your game especially when you have npcs that your players are driving that are like hey i need you guys to do this for me and they're generating quests also it also allows the dm to go okay well what would you want your character to do and then you can kind of build stuff in the background and also it's good for you to have like a different outlook like oh i didn't think about that that's fun let's have a little quest that's run by this npc and with all of that it just adds more creativity to your players because they're just they're more invested in your game than just being a player or an observer okay now let's talk about the cons because there are cons one of the big ones is going to be lack of experience, especially with newer players. I mean, for the most part, people gain experience by doing things, so it might equal out in time. But also the problem is it might generate some more underdeveloped NPCs because your players don't necessarily know how to design them, especially if they've never DM before. This one's easily fixed because the DM just needs to work with the players to help them build shortcomings of an NPC. And once that's done, it's great. It's ready to go. This one kind of ties into it, though. The it increases the player's workload because they're also controlling an NPC, which can be a good and a bad thing. For those that can multitask really well, this is a great thing. For those who like to focus on one thing, they probably aren't going to want to deal with it. Another con kind of comes down to time management. We haven't done an episode about this, but uh, sessions that are mainly just talking, some players find that not appealing. When you add more NPCs, especially those who were driven by your players this way, they may focus mainly on talking and interacting in the roleplay aspect of the game. When you might want to add combat somewhere in the session, it can become a difficult balancing act, especially if you're trying to manage the players uh, roleplaying and then maybe some combat or some other aspects of the game that need to round it out a little bit. I'm not saying you should take control in this. You should actually let the players do what they want to do. If they just want to talk to Scruff the dog, let them talk to Scruff the dog. So it could be a good and a bad thing. All right, whatever you decide to do, whether you decide to put these characters in your game or allow your players to put them in your game, it only adds to stuff. Now, just be very careful with the NPCs. I would be more careful with the NPCs than I would be with player-driven NPCs because at least when the player is putting them in, they're adding a level of investment into the game as well. Now, there's times and places for the NPCs to fill out the group or help out a group but if you're really itching to play on that side of the table sometimes it's okay to just say by the time you're done with your campaign like hey let's switch out and have somebody else dm for a little bit it's okay to play on the other side of the dm screen as well all right sorry i'm a little froggy today i've been playing a shit ton of Baldur's gate and some of you noticed i actually streamed some of it i only streamed on friday i played pretty much all day yesterday though uh, to the point where i didn't stop playing until 1 30 this morning so i'm a little bit tired i have no intention to really pick up streaming for the most part i might stream every now and then so i'm not gonna throw it's everything all those are in the socials below yeah this is a weird outro that's getting scuffed probably this playthrough i'm playing a Warlock, so I'm being a more chatty character, though I've run into a problem where I tried, well, I don't want to spoil things for people who you like to experience these things on your own. Let's just say two of my, well, one potential follower got killed and another follower was killed by one of my followers. So it's been an interesting go. So the next episode of the Talor campaign will be on August 12th. You can find it as well as all the socials in the show description below. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, if you tell a friend about it, that'd be awesome. And thank you so much for making it to the end of the episode, and I'll catch you on the next one.